Welcome to Get On Purpose, the podcast to get clear on what matters to you, get moving, and get results. Hello, and welcome to Get On Purpose, Episode 5, Season 1. I'm your host, Karen James, and we're going to pick up today from what we've been exploring for the last four episodes, the importance of purpose, vision, and mission, what they are, why we need them, how they get confused, and all that good stuff. So today, our focus is going to be on vision and why it matters. I'm actually recording from Dublin, Ireland, and I'm sharing this for a reason, not be one of those people that go, oh, I'm in Ireland, but for a purpose. And I think it's it's important because when I was young and growing up in New Jersey, one of my big visions for my life was that I would you know, explore the world a bit more than just New Jersey. And I certainly never would have imagined recording a podcast in Dublin, but you know, I guess that's a vision coming to life. So last couple of episodes, we've broken down purpose into transactional, you know, something you're just doing like a project personal purpose and work purpose. And today, the idea of having a clearly defined vision will kind of center around work a bit so that we don't get caught up in the, you know, what's my personal vision and, you know, getting upset about all of that because we can get caught up in that. And I think there's a lot of news and media kind of, if you don't know your purpose and you don't know your vision, what are you doing? And I I just thought, let's just start with work and get that right. So we're going to focus on three things. The first one being the link between purpose and vision second being painting the picture, and the third, moving beyond personality and behaviors. So often we hear a vision without a link to purpose. And my contention is that you need both and they should be linked. You know, your purpose, as we've said before, explains the why, the reason we exist. And the vision, well, that's your future state. You know, what does your purpose look like, feel like? How does it measure up? What is its future state? So in my experience over a 30-year career, a purpose without a vision often doesn't get executed. A purpose without a vision struggles to get everyone understanding and connecting. And a purpose without a vision can often seem like it has no meaning. And a purpose without a vision, which includes your constituents, starting with your customers, can often be all about you. And a purpose partnered with a vision brings in partners. When you partner that purpose with a vision, you bring in commitments. You get people stepping into the vision and working on the vision. And a purpose with a shared vision, well, that's when it all gets tangible. It all becomes real. So let's assume you're working somewhere where you've got a clear purpose and a shared vision. And you can really understand it. This is the vision that's painting a picture. A picture of your work in its future state, your possible future. And it brings people along painting that picture. It weaves a tapestry that everybody can kind of see coming together and they start to see themselves as part of the fabric. 60 to 65% of the general population learn better when words become pictures. You know, there's a lot of data on this. It's not really the point of today's podcast, but if the majority of people learn best when they can see it and feel it and have an image, then important to give it to them. There's also the third point, which is there's a lot of personalities in the world. You know, there's those who trust and those who don't. Those who are envious and those who are not. Those who are optimists and those who are pessimists. Those who are victims and those who are confident. Those who have pasts which trigger them. And I don't want to 
dive into the complexities of our humanity. There's so much on all of this. And it's the point is really to highlight that the world is full of all sorts of people, all sorts of personalities, all sorts of behaviors, all thoughts of ideas, of thinking. We have lots of diversity of thought. So how do you get everybody understanding all of that, rowing in the same direction to achieve a shared purpose, shared vision, and in the end, shared outcomes? Well, if you stick the vision in the middle of it and it acts as the glue that connects the purpose with the shared outcomes, and all of a sudden, you get everyone rowing in the same direction. So our vision creates the path for a collaborative future. Without it, you leave everyone to interpret the future state of your purpose. And this allows all of the personalities and behaviors to define what that vision is going to look like. Sounds creative, except if you're heavily weighted in pessimists, perhaps you will lose the optimists along the way. And your vision might not quite be what you expected. Or perhaps everyone will simply move in circles or wait around to be told what to do. Or worse, you'll be operating in business as usual mode. And this is really the beginning of the end in today's rapidly changing world. So let's assume you're all set with the vision. The biggest challenge then is fear. Fear of the future. Belief that only visionaries can think like this. Those charismatic leaders who exude confidence. We've all heard the saying, you know, culture eats strategy. But fear is a fuel. A fuel for a life or a company or a non-for-profit that cannot be changed. We live in a world right now where fear is pervading so many things. It feeds the demise of culture and vision. So it's really important that your vision combats those fears. And one done well at work is the difference between organizations who grow and those who dwindle or crash, particularly during changing times. To quote our man, Bob, these times, they are a changing. So it's really important that that vision is there and we find a way to use the vision to really remove the fear from the organization and from ourselves. Let's just say none of the aforementioned pertains to you and you're ready to go. You're going to set the vision. You're very clear. You're excited. And it can be, you know, let's say it's your personal vision. But if you don't have the answer to the why, you know, your purpose, if that's not defined before you're setting the vision, you often see it happening. People are making lists and you kind of have this kind of bucket list type of living, whether it's personal or work. You're doing things because they're on your list and you're on, they're on your bucket list at work or, or personal, but they're not really serving a purpose. This gets very risky because you can end up doing a lot of stuff that actually doesn't feed a higher purpose or any purpose for that matter. You know, in the film industry, directors fulfill the vision of the movie. You know, it's their job to marry the story's content with its narrative structure and the film's visual design. They are effectively doing the what and the how. In the words of film director Martin Scorsese, to be a writer, you need a pen. To be a painter, a brush. To be a musician, an instrument. But to be a filmmaker, you need the collaboration of others to bring your vision to the canvas that is the movie screen. And I think this is the best analogy of what vision is really doing. And this is why your clear shared purpose, supported by a colorful vision, with its cast of strategy, values, principles, goals, and policies, will be your director. And this is really the point in this, the uh, season of this podcast 
where we're just going to actually glue all of that together. This is once we've got the vision, we can start to be the director of our outcomes. So let's be the director and bring our vision to the canvas. You know, from the great writings of Viktor Frankl to Jim Collins, vision is holding that center stage. Let's be big, let's be hairy, let's be audacious on everything we work on. From the transactional projects, we give purpose and vision. To the total organization, we give purpose and vision. And to our life's purpose, where we are bold enough to paint a bigger future, a better future. And making sure our work is really clear on where we're going. I love Dr. Seuss. I think the classic book, Oh, The Places We Will Go, truly articulates the importance of this. And then my favorite bear of all, Winnie the Pooh, reminding us that you never know where the honey may be. So between Pooh and Dr. Seuss, I think they really show us the importance of vision and that vision really matters. So I wanted to share an anecdotal story about my daughter and I. She's going to be cringing if she's listening. You know, vision has been a thread in and out of my life's tapestry. And more recently, a couple of years ago, when I decided to write a book, and as an engineer, we don't we don't write a lot. And you know, my career was not exactly a history of literary, literary. I can't even say it, genius. So when I decided to leave my corporate role, I stuck a blue card on the wall at home and wrote, write a book. And under it, I wrote the word purpose and plot, because these were words that were given to me. Well, my daughter worried. She thought I was having a midlife crisis. I know because she pretty much told me to take down the blue card, go get a new job and get through my crisis. And this, this created a, a bit of a point of friction between us. So I got out my Australian bushflower essence from my beautiful friend Annie called Space Clear. I sprayed her and let her know and sprayed the room that if she was not going to believe in my vision, she needed to clear the room. It was a very important time in my life, my relationship with my daughter, and I needed to know that she would believe in me. And from this great experience, we now share a very strong mantra, and we simply call it, I believe in you. Because when we were close to not making the deadline to submit the book, I was actually in New Zealand in a bathroom at an apartment trying to be quiet, not to wake everyone else up. My daughter was in Australia helping me put together the three major constructs of the manuscript. And that's a whole different story, but we had some technical problems. And she was just on the phone chanting, I believe in you, mom, I believe in you. And I got through it. And of course, the manuscript went and the book got published and so on. But we need to set big, hairy visions. And we need to stick them on the wall. And we need to believe in them. And we need people around us to believe in them. And at a minimum, to believe in us. And if not, then clear the space and do something else. Or ask the people around you to clear the space so until they believe in you. You know, I think why all of this matters, it is simply stated, how can you arrive when you're not sure where you're headed? Now, I think it's okay to wander and head out on a path that's not defined. But sometimes when you're working to resolve seemingly intractable issues, or you want to dream of something bigger, or you're spending money given to you by investors or shareholders, it's not time to wander. You need a vision that directs you to the future. So, nail your purpose before you set your vision. Have a clear vision which is founded on good policy, ethical policy. Measure your progress quantitatively, 
qualitatively and from the heart and connect it with your head. Scorecards are not the only measure of organizational success. Define milestones to achieve your vision and don't get sidetracked. Just get moving. So today's Get On Purpose Action or GAPA is kind of connected with last episode's GAPA. You know, last episode we talked about knowing the purpose of our work. Well, this episode, our GAPA, is about knowing the vision of our work. You know, what does the purpose look like in the future executed? What is the picture? And if we cannot see the picture, is it because the purpose of our work is not clear? Or is the vision blurry? Or do you not like the image? Or are you blindsided? Or does it simply not exist? And if there's no vision in your work, then what are you working towards? A to-do list? An inbox? A call queue? So today's GAPA is about finding that vision. Or if you're the leader, setting the vision. Or just starting the thinking around what it's going to look like. In next episode, we'll aggregate the last two GAPAs so that we can make a plan to get on purpose. Remember, what you do matters. Thanks for listening. And if you'd like to subscribe, we're on iTunes as Get On Purpose. And if you want to leave a comment or review on iTunes, we love it. Always keen to hear from you. If you want to get in touch, I'm on Twitter at Karen T. James. And I've got loads more info over on the website, KarenTJames.com. You can also, you know, find us on social, in Facebook and Instagram, On Purpose Hub.